So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest coming from Lodi, Wisconsin, which is outside of Madison. Michelle Yu is on the show today, and man, she is turning heads up there and uh, doing a lot of neat things, and we're going to dig deep into all of them. Michelle, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks a lot for having me. Excited to be here. Hey, Michelle, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so that we can get to know you better? Sure. So I never intended on real estate, but back when the market was going good a long time ago, I was helping my parents flip houses. And when we bought our fourth house in a year, my agent said, hey, you should get your license. And at the time I was in the middle of a divorce and figured, Mm -hmm. why not? Intended to like work with investors. I love numbers. That never actually happened. Um, But I started doing it part time. I was a social worker and figured it was a little extra money. Unfortunately, I started six months before the market crashed. So that was fabulous timing. Um, but I learned a lot doing it, um, stayed part-time for a few years. And then I think by 2010, I went full-time and then just kept growing our business. Um, my husband joined me in 2015 as full-time. He quit his job um, as a police officer to work full-time with me. And he's pretty much taken over the day-to-day management. I focus on the big picture things. And now we have about 15 agents, three admin staff. And we are we cover a six county geographic area, and we're continuing to grow. Um, and really excited about it. Hey, that's a great story, right? A social worker and a police officer. Yes. Quit their jobs and start a real estate team. I, I like I like where this is going. So so like, where are you guys now today? Like, how, in the last twelve months, how many houses have you sold? Two hundred ninety one in the last twelve months. We will pass. Yeah, we will pass 300 at the end of this year. And I told my team we'd go to Punta Cana if they hit 300. So they oh are. Oh, my goodness. So wait a minute. Okay, so right now we're at the end of October. And so how many houses have you sold this year? Well, sorry, I didn't break it. 291 Roughly. in the last 12 months. And I think we're at 287 for this year. So if you got 13 more sales, you got to take everybody. And how many people is this? Um, Well, we have about 15 on our team, but we're only taking, uh, some of them are new this year, so we're only taking the agents who have sold at least 20. We kind of wanted to make it, you know, you can't join in October and go with it. Right, yeah, so you sold at least 20 houses. Yeah, I'm planning to take about 10 people with, plus our family. You paying for spouses and families too, or just the the Um, agents? No, we're paying for just the agents this year, and then this was our first time doing it. Um, They have the option, of course, to bring spouses and family with. Um, we're big on kids, so we will go to a family-friendly resort. And then next year, we'll set two targets. One will be to, for us to take the agents, and the other will be for us to take agents and spouses. That's awesome. And then you, what's that going to set you back, you think, this year? Um, it's actually not that bad when you're doing a big group. Um, we're looking at, for four nights, five days, I was looking at about 15000 yeah, that's not bad at all, right? No, it's um, I and I can't claim credit. Um, an agent in my previous brokerage actually had the idea, and when we talked about it, you know, it's a great motivational tool, and people work hard, so let's have a reward. 
Well, make sure you put that on social media so people can watch you uh, that hear this show uh, as you guys get to the end of the year. Uh, We'll be curious to see, you know, uh, you hitting that mark and and passing that mark and how how happy everybody is. Yes, we will. So, okay, so let's talk about some uh, numbers. I know you said you're a numbers person. Uh, So what is your ECI, Michelle, your ego commission income? Uh, my ECI I had was 149 for last year. We had a lot of growth, so I actually made more the previous year. We've been putting a lot back into our business. Wait a minute. When, when you say 149, what's that mean? Um, so we were a taxable income was 149,000. Oh, your taxable income. Okay. And so then what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Even commission. I'm sorry. I gave yeah, you the it's wrong. Okay. The top, what was the top line? Yeah. So the top line on that. Um, this year, um, current year to date, we are at $876,000, I believe. So you'll break a million dollars. Yes, we will break a million this year. I was um, MREA, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, was the first one I ever read when I got back in. And I know times have changed a bit, but I still kind of like the concept. So I figured I hit earn a million this year, and I think my next one is net. Yeah, right. I mean, the earn is one thing, but netting is the, the mecca. You know, so right now you're running, uh, I would say, a 15% profit margin. I guess before, if you did if you did 149. Yeah, and I, I did break it out. I'm sorry, I wrote the wrong numbers down with me. But last year when I broke it out, it was a 20% profit margin. So okay. this year, obviously, our taxable will be a little bit higher. Yeah, and, and then, okay, so 20%, 15 to 20%. Like, how do you... And your husband's name is Marine? Yes. Okay, so how do you guys pay yourselves? So I must say bookkeeping is not my strong suit. So we kind of pay our expenses, and then um, we figure out what new ideas I have that I want to spend more money on, because that's usually me doing it. And then we take what's left over, which is not quite the way I should do so that. So you guys we, just take profit. Like you don't, like, do you, no, do we don't him and you work in the business and work with buyers and work with sellers and stuff, or just do you lay, the whole team does that? Um, the team mainly does it. My husband does listings and then still a few buyers, pretty much when there's an overflow that our agents can't handle. I have only seen one client in the last three years, and that's when he was out of town and no one else could take it. So, um, so when your husband takes a listing, does he take a commission for that, or does he just plop it all back in? We just put it all back in the team side. And then, and then whatever's left over, you do like a profit share, where you're just like, okay, well, there's, you know, we keep yep. three months' expenses in the account, and anything over three months' expenses, we just take exactly. ourselves. And this month, it's five grand, so that's what we're going to live on. Exactly. Yep. We, okay. we do it and we're, I'm, I'd like to get that a little more solid, but honestly, I just keep putting money back into it because I, I keep having new ideas. Um, I like, you know, coming up with new things, seeing what's out there and trying new stuff. So, yeah, no, it's fun to grow and it's fun to grow a team yet at the same time, you know, you have to be very careful because, you know, if your market shifts by 10% or even by 15%, then suddenly you don't make anything. Right, and then your agents still make money, but you don't make anything. And and there's you probably have agents now, you know. I mean, if you look at it, right? If you look at both of you guys together, you're making seventy five grand a year each. I bet you have agents making more than that. That's true. If we if you broke it down on per each of us, um, yeah. so yes, I do have um, two agents that are making significantly more than that, about double. Yeah. Um, but that's we're okay with it. Um, and I've also chosen to be able to, you know not be in the office. Um, I'm only in the office about two days a week now. Oh, okay. Um, 
And so that's been very definitely by design. I work a lot when I'm at home, but we like. No, no, you, you, you mentioned that this, uh, the, your whole, you know, philosophy is, is family centric. Tell me about that. Um, well, we have um, four kids and we homeschool them. So that keeps us a little bit busy right there. How old are they? Eight, five, three, and one. Eight, five, three, and one. That is awesome. And, and you homeschool the eight and a five, I guess, right? Yes. And yeah. And then so uh, how do you make that part of your culture? So it's just a big, um, we just, you know, there obviously has to be a separation. You know, you can't have an office with 10 kids running around. I don't have that. But we've also made it where kids are okay. Um, if you want to, you know, you don't have a babysitter for the team meeting and you need to bring your two-year-old with, obviously we want you to make sure your two-year-old isn't running around causing disruption. But as long as they can play with crayons and hang out, we're happy to have them with. Um, when we do team events, we try to make the big ones family-friendly, such as going to Putacana. We'll, you know, have it optional. If you want to come without kids, that's fine. But if you want to come with kids, you can. When agents have new babies, we had an agent this year that had a new baby, and she was welcome to bring her baby in the office. Um, she had an au pair, so she brought the au pair and the baby. And when I have a baby, I usually bring an au pair and baby to the office, so I don't have to leave them home all day. Um, and then we actually, right now we're in temporary space. We've got a new office being built, but with our permanent space, we have a kid zone. So it's an office that's designed for kids to hang out on with um, caretakers, and it makes it easy. So we That's just, awesome. Now, do you guys have your own space that you that, that you rent? Or are you part of a bro? I didn't even ask you. Are you part of a brokerage? Do you have yeah. your own brokerage? How do you guys set this up? So we actually just switched about a month ago to eXp. And as you know, eXp is a virtual brokerage, but we have our own um, space that we rent just as our team. Um, and so right now we're in about 2,200 square feet um, until February, and we're building out about a 4,400 square foot space that'll be um, just ours. Oh, that's exciting. Huh? I always liked my own space. Yeah, I we, liked it. we did. We were with another brokerage that we liked, um, but we had definitely outgrown the space there and we were kind of cramped. And it's really nice to just have our own to be able to kind of redesign, you know, not have to be dependent on our broker to say, yes, he'll put a desk here or no, he won't. And yeah. We can just grow as we need. The holiday season is all about giving. This Christmas, I'm giving back to you, Rockstar Nation, with my 12 days of Christmas sale. Until December 24th at midnight, you can get every single Rebus University course at a lifetime discount of 90% off. That's over 10 grand you'll save on the best online training this industry has to offer training that's backed by my 30-day money-back guarantee what do you got to lose enroll today for 90 percent off at rebussale.com so it's rebus r-e-b-u-s and then sale s-a-l-e two s's that's rebus r-e-b-u-s-s-a-l-e.com or just text SALE to 444-999 before midnight, December 24th, and get all 18 courses at a $10,000 discount. Happy holidays from me and the Rebus University team.
Okay, so uh, well, that's really cool. I, I I like how you 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 know you breed that culture and you make it okay and and a part of life because family is a part of life and it needs to be part, you know of and if you're going to run a, a busy real estate practice, then it's going to be part of that too. So, so let's talk about uh, your business. Like, uh, what percentage listings versus buyers would you say your company's doing now? So I pulled that just because I knew you were going to ask it. And we are really high on the buy side. We're only about 20% listings. And the main reason is because we have buyer agents. I were pretty good at hiring and training buyer agents. Um, I tell anyone that I can make them successful if they simply are driven. And if they'll follow a system, I can take any personality type, any background, and I can help you be successful as a buyer agent. Listing agents, I'm a little neurotic about my listings. So I won't start a new person, obviously, as a listing agent. You've got to be with me for a while. And my agents that have been with me for a while, they were given the option. They said they like their buyers and they want to stay with them. So right now, it's been pretty much just my husband that runs listings. And then two agents in some of the outlying counties we cover will take um, listings occasionally as they come in there. Um, but we don't have any other dedicated listings agent. And it's so easy right now to get buyers. So we have really just heavy on buyer side. Okay, so I'm assuming that means you're heavy also on on pay. If the listings aren't generated, if you don't have the listings that generate the ad calls and the emails and stuff, you have to have the Zillows and the Trulias and the and the realtors, right? So what what are you what are you spending there, and what do your systems look like to keep 15 buyer agents busy with all that? Yep. So I am really a big fan of Zillow um, and Realtor.com also. I've got about double the spend in Zillow right now that I do in Realtor, but I always kind of keep my toe in both waters. Why? Why is my spend double or why do yeah, I? Yeah, why? Because you, I mean, here's the thing we want to learn from this, right? So like some people are like, you, you know, what should, I got a thousand bucks. What do you want me to spend it on? So, yep. so you so, tell us. So I loved, I was one of the first people on Zillow back when it was brand new. And I was like, oh my gosh, $200 a month, I guess I'll try it. Um, and that revolutionized my business. That's where I really took off. I've always think you should never put all your eggs in one basket. So although I love Zillow, I've always had money in Realtor at the same time. And for a while, Realtor leads weren't very good. Then they really picked up to where the quality was better. And so I've started weighting my ad buys a little more heavily there. But I also have heard some things Zillow's planning, and I've seen Zillow kind of stay at the forefront. They've had some slips with their new, um, they call it PA4, their new system they just rolled out that's made it a little bit difficult. Um, well, like what? But, What's yeah. happening? Well, they rolled out, they call it PA4, to where they have this concierge program. It's what in the some PA4? Now. What's that stand for? Premier Agent 4. It's their fourth Premier. iteration of their Premier Agent program, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And so what's um, going on? What, what's, what are the problems? Well, they used to have concierge that you could opt into that would call the leads for you, and we never did because we felt we were better. And we still are. I have to be arrogant there. But now they're forcing it. We, I, I called it the forced concierge program, where it, in the markets it's rolled out. You won't actually get an email lead for Zillow. You just get these. Now I didn't know this. Now they're forcing it? Yes. So now in the markets where it's rolled out, if a lead inquires on Zillow and they don't select an agent, they call it the unselected leads. If they do not select an agent, then the Zillow concierge will call them. They'll ask them qualifying questions. And when that lead is qualified, then they will call an agent that's on the list and they ring through until someone picks up the phone. So if you don't answer in 30 seconds, it moves on to the next agent. Oh, yeah. Someone else was talking about this on the show. It's more like it's yep. kind of like Uber. 
Yes, it is, exactly. They're actually um, really using some stuff based on Uber, especially going with CSAT scores pretty soon. Same concept. CSAT um, scores? Um, customer that? satisfaction scores. I don't know the full acronym. They call it CSAT. Yeah, customer satisfaction scores. So then the customers rate you. Yep. This agent sucks. One star, yep. right? So, or this agent was great. What yep. pressure, man, huh? What pressure. And then you get four or five star ratings or what have you. Then they start giving you more biz. Yep. No, it's really, it's fascinating because the, the, that is the, that's the part that's been determined the problem area, the suck part of the whole transaction all happens right there. It's fun to show houses, you know, and it's not too hard to write a contract. It's not too hard to hold a deal together. The suck part, the hard part, right, is that follow-up. And that's yeah. where most agents are, are really bad. And so, you know, they're focusing on, I know Realtor.com recently bought a company called OpCity. I have some friends that work there. OpCity, that was their whole gig, right? Was the, was the, from the Zillow lead to the putting the person in the agent's car, or sh uh, having the agent show them houses. And they pay $205 million. This just came out like two weeks ago. And uh, that's how Realtor is, is going to be dealing with this business, the same sort of thing, right? Except they bought a company to do it all. It sounds like Zillow is creating their own company. Yes, they are. And the nice thing about Zillow and where I kind of stick with them is they have heard some feedback from agents and team leads that were less than ecstatic about this because it dropped our lead flow in about half. So with the quality of the leads are definitely better. There's so no you didn't, but you didn't get that endorphin rush like, oh, I got a lead. Oh, I got a lead. And it's kind of like the ego commission income, right? Agents for years have been saying, oh yeah, we get we get 45 leads an hour. Or, you know, yep. like I talked to Jeff Cohn and and he's like, yeah, we get, you know, 300 leads a day or whatever. And it sounds like so phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it's an endorphin rush based on a number. And what really is important is what you close and what you net. So, so your leads have dropped in half. I would think they would drop probably by like 90%. Yeah, 40% actually. They're down to 40% with the Zillow qualifying. So they've dropped six, the six out of 10. Yep. They delete. Yes. So what they do, what um, Greg Schwartz, yeah, what Greg said was that um, if you get 10 leads on Zillow, two of them are cooks and criminals. Um, we don't want them. Four of them are valid leads. They pass through on the concierge program, and four of them are farther out their nurtures. Now, our debate with Zillow has been, hey, we want those nurtures because they might say they're a rental lead, but we can talk to them and we might get them in buying. They might say they have an agent, but they don't really. That's just kind of like a default response. We can convert those as well. And Zillow's been holding those back. So they Zillow is saying basically they don't trust you, Michelle, right? I mean, essentially, they're like, we can do a better job than you. Yep. And, and, and I think they're right. You know, I, not, not you personally. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know you, right? Like, I, I don't know you and your team. I, I think that compared to most agents, they're right. They can do a much better job with salaried people that they could Yep. fire and hire and incentivize and give points to and and rank right and control and and you know what i mean micromanage that lead is going to get better follow-up than it most likely will with the average real estate agent 
That's right. And that's why they created the program is I think less than half of the leads that came in on Zillow actually got a phone call back from an agent, which that's just <laughs> not acceptable. Right. And then it yeah. becomes like, uh, then it becomes, uh, you know, yeah, we have all these agents that are paying for leads, but none of them are making any money. You know, there was a stat about two years ago that was $1,065 is spent on online leads for every $1,000 earned in commission. So that meant agents were losing six and a half percent on money. (laughs) Yep. And that, and that's where I think you get all the Zillow haters online. I'm not one of them. Um, We actually have a um, 10% conversion rate on Zillow right now. And we make about, even with their prices increasing, we have a four times return on what we spend. So we make money, um, we're good, but we know how to work their system and we can follow up. Um, and I think our follow up is the outstanding part. So you said to them, you said, hey, look, you know, I'm a big spender here. I want these. I don't want you to do this. Our stats are better than most. And they still said, nope, sorry. Nope. That's actually where they listen to us. Um, and not just me, of course, but a lot of other team leads. Um, they actually listened to us and they said, okay, we thought you guys would be happy with just a higher quality of lead and we do the nurturing, but we understand that you need leads for your team and you think you're better. So that's where in the next couple months, they're actually going to give us the option to take those leads back, um, the nurtures back, as long as we can show them that we have a high response rate and a high customer satisfaction. So if we don't, if we don't actually call those leads back, they're not going to give us a chance, which I think that's fair. And they can, Um, how 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 are they going to track that? Because they do everything through their Zillow app. And so we have the apps on our phone. And then they actually, I guess they have a survey that pops up the next time a consumer logs into Zillow. It shows them the picture of the agent they connected with saying, how happy are you with your agent and several other questions. So we have to make sure that when that consumer, kind of like Uber. And so when the consumer logs back in. Dream accountability. Well, that will be interesting. I've, if I had to bet, I, I would say that's temporary. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, the agents are going to fail. And again, I don't think that, I don't, I don't want to be a jerk about this, but I mean, I think you would pass, right? I think you would pass and you and your team would pass. You would be amazed. They actually showed us stats for the average agent and then they showed us stats for the top spenders and our response rates were still not nearly, they were better than the average agent, but they were not nearly where they should be. So I think it was kind of a wake-up call for all of us that we may think we answer the phone quickly, but we don't um, connect with everybody. And so that kind of gave us an idea of how we need to really improve our response rates even more. So I fully- Did they show you like who is best? Like did they say, hey, Jeff Cohn in Omaha, Nebraska is nope. the top responder? They, they didn't show us who was best. They just um, broke it down for some of their top, the top spenders on Zillow. They call it the premier agent elite. And they said, this is where you guys are for your response. And then this is Zillow agents as a whole. And, you know, and they're going to start put, making that um, widely available. I'll be able to look at my team and look at individual agents on there and see what each agent's satisfaction score is what the response rate is. I've been doing a lot of that through follow-up loss, but I couldn't get the customer satisfaction scores. And so now that'll be a lot easier to track. What's up, uh, brokers, uh, team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams? I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. 
The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention. If you're in the same boat, if nothing you've tried seems to work, I've got some good news. Your problem finding, recruiting, and retaining high-quality agents are about to be over. I'm launching my new Retoot course, a course that provides an in-depth, first-ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters. To kick off Retoot's launch, I'm offering the course along with two other high-value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retoot Secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my 123 discount package. Okay, so let me talk to you about the 123 discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales and most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have at your sales meeting so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team. I'm calling it my Lunch and Learn Sales Training Series. That's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from. So to recap, purchasing the 123 discount package gets you one, my brand new Retoot course, two, my big profit agents weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office, and three, a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions. If you want this limited time package, act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash 123. Real easy, hybendigital.com backslash 123. So are you going to get rid of follow-up boss now? Because that'll be like wearing two belts. Nope. It does make it a little more difficult, but I have kind of just a basic premise. Uh, Since my first brokerage, I have never used a brokerage's CRM um, email address or phone. And the same thing applies for Zillow. So as much as I I like Zillow, I still have a lot of other lead sources that work very well also. Follow-up boss works great for us, and I would not be that attached to Zillow to use their CRM for everything. Um, they've tried to give me for a while, and I said it looks nice, but I'm I'm going to go with a neutral party. There. Yeah, they want your information. I think you're smart, right? I mean, you know, how does that benefit you? It benefits you, I guess, in that you can save a couple hundred bucks a month, right? Or 500 bucks or a thousand, whatever yeah. you're paying for your CRM. Yeah. But but then they have all your info, right? And you're stuck. That's the problem. I think with a lot of these, you know, Commissions Inc., Boomtown, and I love them and I love the people that use them. And if you provide you're making money and profit, great. But for a lot of agents, uh, they become a form of addiction. Like they can't, it's very hard to, you know, switch to, to, to move over to maybe a disruptive technology that's a hundred bucks a month. If you're paying Boomtown a thousand a month, even though it, it may do the same thing. 
but it, it's it's fascinating. Here's a question for you, Michelle. Do you think that ten years from now there'll be a whole bunch of little agents working for Zillow Realty running around? No, I don't. I do not. Um, I think that um, Zillow. I and maybe I'm naive, but I do tend to believe what Zillow has said, which is um, we're a good tech company. We'd be a horrible brokerage. And I think that Zillow is innovative, and that's why I've really been favored them over the years, because they can see what's coming down the pipeline, and they don't stay stuck. They say we need to adapt. So right now, um, I know they've gotten a lot of flack for their um, instant offers program, but I think they're doing that because they're looking at Open Door. They're looking at some of these other things and saying, well, this is successful, so either we can let Open Door be successful, or we can go do it ourselves. So I see them kind of going, doing what they need to, to stay at the top of their game. But I always see them partnering with agents in some form or another. Interesting. Sometimes it's very difficult for companies like that, especially when they become public and they, they have, you know, shareholders and people pushing them to grow. It's hard for them to stop growing. You know, it's hard for them to stop adding divisions. Oh, I think right? they'll keep growing. That I think they'll do. I don't know what that growth will look like. I think that's why they get paid more than I do because they can figure that out. But I don't think that growth will be having a Zillow brokerage. I think there's a lot of logistical problems that just don't work with that. I think that growth will be to say, here's a new model, here's a new technology. And hey, agents, if you want to pay in, it's not a charity, we're going to be paying for it. <laughs> but pay in. And you know, I'm not really stuck with any one thing. I like Zillow because it's worked at a point where it doesn't work. That's why I keep multiple lead sources open and I just move to another one. What's interesting is like what's going on with this, with these companies. So really you got, what, what do you have besides Zillow and Realtor and Truly? Is there anything else? Yeah. Um, so we do Facebook leads. Um, so, I mean, is there anybody else in this big game of, of oh, leads? I'm, I'm just getting, I just have a thought here. I want to process. So is, is it just those three, right? And mainly it's Zillow and Realtor, right? It's Zillow and Realtor because Zillow and Truly are the same. So you really have Zillow and Realtor um, and then you get into, that's the portal leads. Um, you know, I always have homes.com that calls me and asks me to spend money. I did once. It just didn't work. They just aren't a player. So then you're really, after that, you really move down to Facebook yeah. and Google Paperclick. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because there's there's other companies that have built their business like OpCity, Agentology, right, Riley, you know, on dealing with leads after they're bought yes. to the time that the, that the agent gets them and works with them. And so if Realtor buys OpCity, right, which they have, and, and, and they're going to use OpCity to, to do what this RA4 or whatever does, and Zillow creates their own, yep. then these these companies are only going to be left to deal with homes.com and the Facebook leads, Facebook, yeah. well, Facebook leads. And I, I think, fa so Facebook leads is a great opportunity for these companies. So if, if you're an agentology or, or any of these companies, you, you need to be, and they probably are massively into the Facebook leads. Cause that's the future right there. That's going to, and I wonder how, I wonder how Zillow, I wonder if eventually you're going to see Zillow and, and, and realtor trying to tap in to get more buyers on Facebook, just like they kind of do on the World Wide Web. It's almost like Facebook is a, is a separate, is completely separate from the... Well, Zillow runs Facebook ads now. Tell me about that. So I haven't spent a lot of time looking at it, but I know that when I get my monthly reporting every month, it shows me the Facebook ads that Zillow ran. Um, obviously, people click on it. I think it takes them right back to Zillow. 
and it's just part of my general ad budget. But when I, um, so Zillow's getting impressions, it goes to Facebook, I think, to pull people back to Zillow. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know that they are running the Facebook ads. There you go. Well, it's, it's fascinating to watch. So let's, let's get back to your business. Now, you're known uh, for obviously, you know, having a pretty tight buyer team, which is hard to do with 15 agents. Usually the agents that come on the show that have a, a really tight buyer program only have a couple of agents that they can control, right? Or they can keep accountable. Control is a negative word. They can keep accountable. So how are you keeping 15 agents accountable? How are you getting such high close ratios with 15 agents. Tell me something about your processes, what your what software you're using, what um, you know, what your daily training is and all that good stuff. Sure. So we um we coach with Club Wealth also and so we've taken some strategies that they have um to make it a little better. And like so yep. So we do the daily huddle um that they recommend. So 8:30 every morning, everyone gets on the phone for a check-in. So that's a time to get everyone together. All 15 agents, you yep. and Maureen get on, and what do you do? Um, it's just like a quick 15-minute, here's my appointments for the day, here's what I'm going to do, here's my inspection, whatever, kind of telling us what they're going to do and what their goals are for the day, um, and then if there's any problems they're having. It's not entire, intended to be a full team meeting, but it keeps people accountable. Hey, I've got a closing, and they just go through one by one, 10, 15 seconds each. And that way, when you're a new agent, you can hear, oh, wow, you know, this person's got five showings set today. A new agent is able to say, wow, look, I can do this. And it really keeps people kind of competing with each other. No one wants to get on that call and say, I, you know, I don't have any appointments and I'm doing nothing for the day. So that's kind of just a little fun improvement there. And then on Tuesdays, we do a full team meeting, which is either in person or on video. They can choose because we have a wide um, range that people are in. Um, and that's we want to actually connect. Um, and that is, I don't care if your $500,000 buyer from California is only in town that day. You have to be at that team meeting at 9 o'clock. And what do you guys do? Like, how do you not repeat Mondays? Yeah. So we kind of go over, I mean, some of it's bookkeeping. Some of it is going over, you know, hey, we've got open, these open houses this weekend. Who's working them? Um, that'll be when we announce any changes we're doing. Hey, here's a new program we're testing out. Here's something we want to do. Just there's always something new, something changing. We'll do a small training topic, um, whatever we are really seeing a need for. It might be using follow boss better. That's a frequent one saying, hey, guys, we need you filling these in. Um, do this correctly. Um, sometimes we'll bring in a speaker. We had a lender in this week to talk about loan programs that are for low-income buyers or no down payment. And we had a well and septic guy in last month, just gave some good info. So there's always something. Um, and then we kind of go over any significant problems people are having as well. Um, it usually runs about an hour, hour and a half, and it's usually pretty productive. Okay. And then, and then is that it? And or do you, for the rest of the week, do you yeah. have, um, what, what, and how do you keep them accountable? Yep. So then we have, um, we've tried different things. We used to be a lot more strict. We had a different coaching program that was really strict and that wasn't so much fun. So on our team, wasn't so much fun for them, for you, what, like, and for all of us, um, it was just, you know, we want, you got to enjoy what you do. Um, and if I'm asking you to fill out a sheet every day, it works for some people. It just wasn't our style as much. So we have kind of standards and you've got to meet those standards. So after you've, your first three months on the team, that's training. But after that, you've got to close a minimum of two a month. Um, I have some agents that are happy closing two a month. And if they are, that's fine. They got, you know, two, three kids. They 
you, they only want to close two, it's okay. Um, I have some agents that close four to five a month. So it's whatever they want to do. And then we have standards, um, so you have to do that. If, you, if you're not doing that, you're probably not a good fit for our team. And then we try to hire people that are driven and self-motivated. They want to do that. And then for our leads, um, when you get leads, there are certain metrics. So new leads have to be called three times the first day and every day for the next 10 days till you reach them. Called. Um, called, right? Not, what about yes, texted? Not texted, email. not emailed. Called. Called. Oh, yes. Okay. And then a follow-up boss sorts the existing leads into actives and nurtures. And active leads have to be called once every two weeks. Nurtures are once a month. And so that's just tracked on follow-up boss. So we have smart lists. We call them pipelines. I look, hey, if your pipelines are full, you probably need less leads. You probably got too many to keep up with. We try to keep you on the right lead flow. And then people are, you know, we do fun team events occasionally. Some people are working in the office every day. Some people we never see except Tuesdays. It just depends on what they want. What about texting? Texting is great. We have Ava that does that. Ava, Ava's like Riley. Oh, okay. Um, so I, don't, I, was, I don't know. Tell me about Ava. So it's really the new Riley. Um, I bought Riley back when it was brand new, which, as you know, is a live texting service. I really liked them, but then they made some changes and went to more automated that didn't work as well for us. So we moved over to Ava, and they do the exact same thing. They text my lead within, um, they say within five minutes, but it's usually almost instant. It's an automated text that goes out, but if that lead responds, then it's a live person engaging with them. goes right to our phones, syncs into follow-up boss. And then the nice thing about Ava is if they don't reach that lead, they have, I think it's a 30-day follow-up plan, and they have some really good texts. I don't like their emails. I turned off their, um, they do an auto email, but I turned that off, but their text scripts are great. Like they what? Have, like give me a couple examples. Oh, you're going to make me find one here. I haven't seen them for a while. Well, just make them, um, I mean, just say roughly, what do you think? Yep. Um, so they'll, they might try five times in a day. Um, so the first one will be, um, hi, I saw you were interested in 123 Main Street. The next one will be just checking in to see if I can help you. Um, another one might be, hi, is this John? Another one might want to be, want to make sure I haven't dropped the ball. Do you need help? You know, so they just, they just don't stop. So, okay. So let me get this straight. So like, let's say I'm, I go on to Zillow, right? And mm -hmm. I fill out a form to see more pictures of a house, right? Just dumb to dumb to dumb. Yep. And next thing you know, I get five texts and three phone calls. In one day, don't you think it's going to overwhelm somebody? I mean, or or am I old, old school thinking that? So I would agree. I think it would, but the reality is it doesn't. Um, now we have a different protocol for Facebook leads. Those are much further out, so they only get one phone call, but then everything else is the same. But our idea is that if you're on Zillow and you request get more information, people are pretty smart and they know they're going to get more information from someone. So if we don't reach you on that first call, maybe you're at work and texting is better, so we're going to text you, and then we're going to email you as well. That's automated. Um, if we didn't reach you on the first call, we're going to call a couple more times because it's a number you didn't know. So when you see us call a couple more times, you might answer. And if you tell us, nope, sorry, I'm not interested, <laughs> we won't call you again. We'll respect that. Okay, so then you, you'll zap them. Yep, we'll zap them if, they, if they're not interested. But if they say, oh, I'm just looking, but I'm not really sure, we'll talk to them about that. Um, if they want rental information, we'll see why are you renting. A lot of times they don't think they can buy, but we can actually help them buy. Um, and sometimes, if not, then we'll put them in our pipeline because they might be buying in a year. Um, but our big thing is that we don't stop on the follow-up until we're told to stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, that solves a problem, right? I mean, you're certainly not – you can never be accused of not being able to follow up. 
right? Yeah. And, and, and then when Zillow does the follow-up for you instead of you doing it, right, when they give you the choice, do you, is there a difference in cost? No. So I pay Zillow, they say, per connections. I pay per area. Um, and so it's one amount. It changes often, but it's so one kinda amount. So kind of you lose out a little bit in that they would do all that for free. They would do it for free, um, and that'll be something we'll test when they roll this out for us. They do it for free, but for example, you know, their their concierges are nice, but my ISA is better. You and have one ISA? Yes, we have one ISA right now. We're looking to add another one. Okay, so you have one ISA, 15 buyer agents, and then you have the AVA system, which is the automatic text. Yep, and then our admin staff. Right, right. But as far as on following up the yes. leads for the 15, okay. Yep. And, if, and, the, and your if ISA is the one that calls them three times the first day? Nope. So Zillow leads, because they're more interested, they go directly to the agents. They go. Um, so the they, ISA doesn't even get those. They don't get them unless the agent has decided they're not an immediate prospect or if the agent can't reach them, then they go into the pond that the ISA is responsible for. Oh, so there's like the long-term follow-up that you were talking about. That's what the ISA is for? Yep. Yeah. We want the agents focusing on the more immediate things. The agents can choose to keep, like there might be a really great buyer they had a great connection with that's not ready for nine months. They can keep that buyer if they want, or they can transfer it to the ISA. So they get the choice. Hmm. But they've already been a little bit qualified from step one from Zillow already, right? Yep. From Zillow, if they come in through the concierge program, if they come in directly to us as a selected lead, then they're not qualified. Um, and again, we want our agents focusing on quality leads. And that's a difference in us as a team. Some people focus on quantity. We try to get high quality for these. And the selected leads are just, hey, you know, look at this property with this agent or contact an agent for questions about this property. Yeah, the selected leads are when they actually see my picture on Zillow and they click on me specifically, then that goes directly to me and bypasses the concierge. Got it. Got it. So are, how much money are you paying right now on leads, buyer leads? Like on buyer leads, courses? we're probably paying... Oh, I want to say it usually runs around 15% of our budget. Um, I want to say around 10000 a month right now. Okay. And, and, and is some of that 10000 a month, are you buying Facebook uh, ads with that? Facebook ads, I am still old-fashioned, and I do myself with RealGeek's website. Um, pretty low level, but it works. I've got a 12 times return on it, and it's easy, so I just so run it tell me out. exactly what happens. Um, and tell me... First of all, tell me, explain Real Geeks, explain how it works. Uh, what does the ad say? You know, what's the duplicatable, duplicatable process if someone listening says, hmm, let me check that out? So Real Geeks, I think, is great if you're a new agent. I think the platform is maybe 200 a month, maybe 300. I haven't looked recently. Um, it has a ton of functionality that I don't use um, just because I haven't taken the time. But you can pay someone $500 to make the front end look halfway decent and make it function, and then that's all I do. So basically, it's a, it's a website. It's a landing page. It's, it's a website. But the nice thing is that it's super easy to make landing pages that have forced lead capture, and that's what's critical for it. And then you're it running is, ads that say, you know, six things to do before you sell your house, 12 things to look out for when you're a buyer, right? Yeah, or are they, are they houses? Uh, nope. I'm lazy. I just do houses. Um, just do I just houses. Make, so you just take a picture of a listing and, you yep. know, whatever. Yep, I do it. I just, I target my audience. You know, Facebook took some of that away, so I can't target as well as I could, but that's okay. It's still working for me. 
I, uh, Real Geeks has a little Facebook ad tool and I can make an ad in less than five minutes. Um, I spend about 10 to $15 a day per ad um, and I run them. Um, and the, but the big key is getting the forced registration. When you click on that ad, you have to sign in. If you don't sign in, you don't get to see it. And so I often get about a 10% conversion rate. So if I have 100 people that view an ad, 10 of them are actually going to sign up and give me their info. And then obviously it filters down from there. Some of them will be emails only. They go right to our pond for future nurturing. Some of them give their phone number and that's where Ava engages right away and texts them. And then the agents will call once and then they'll engage if Ava gets a hold of them. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing that. I really do. All right. So let's wrap this up with some, let me ask you a question about failure, um, right? Because you've had some massive growth. You're taking quantum leaps. You're still growing every year. It's very exciting. What, what is a lesson you've learned during this growth phase that was a result of a failure? And what can we learn from it? Yep. So my admin hires have definitely been my, more of my difficulty. I tended to hire um, on the admin side based on what someone told me they were good at without being as good at verifying that myself. And that's a lesson I really learned. And I would hire someone sometimes on personality. Hey, I liked them without, and they would, I would ask, Hey, can you do these things? Do you think you can do these skills, you know, attributes? They'd say, yes, yes. And then I'd say, okay, great. Um, Cause if you ask me if I can do something, if I can, I'm going to say yes. And if I can't, I'll say no. And I assume that about other people. That was a poor assumption. And, and so how now do you ensure yep. that, that, you know, that they're not just saying that? So now I am very heavily relying on disk testing um, for my admin hires. For agents, I found it's not important. I can take a disk at any end of the spectrum and I can help you be a good agent. But for admin, I am very specifically looking for a certain disk profile. Um, and that's going to be a really high S and C, a fairly low D and a mid-range I um, because my admin need to be somewhat client facing as well. That's worked. Um, we've made two new admin hires recently that I am really excited about and I think they're great. Um, so we're really relying on that and then some actual skills testing. If I ask you if you were able to edit something on Photoshop, then before I hire you, I'm going to have a second interview and give you an example and say, hey, can you change out the clouds in this picture or just something to make sure that you're actually. Yeah, able. right there. Yeah. Show me. Yes. Awesome. I, lo I love it. Great, great tips. Thank you so much. Great tips. Well, uh, Michelle, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're running busy and, and you've got a great thing going there and I'm excited that you came on. As you know, everybody that comes on brings a free gift. What is your free gift that you brought the Rockstar Nation today? We brought our admin onboarding sheet. I had, that was my other struggle was I often was trying to onboard agents, admin, and ISAs kind of saying, oh yeah, learn this, learn this. And so we recently, and then I tried kind of a complicated Trello board and that was just too complicated. <laughs> so we simplified it. Um, we made a simple Google sheet um, with a kind of categorized list of the things they need to learn um, and in a kind of a logical order. And for our last two hires, it's made it really easy. We've done the same thing on the agent side as well. And so it's been a really a great move for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, th that's going to be, you know, one of the better gifts I think that we've gotten for the agent success toolbox. I'm excited to offer that to you guys. It's absolutely free. And uh, I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Michelle U. Y-O-O. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-O. -O. 
And I'm also going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which, which you guys can find at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Michelle, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.